Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We're Not Cattle Radio. Welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live somewhere in Georgia. It is the... 24th day of August. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been quite a long time since I've been on the radio. I've had a lot of stuff going on with the purchasing of a new home and I went on, not vacation, but uh, somewhat vacation. Went down to Miami for work training. Met a lot of great people down there. I've got some stories to tell about that a little bit later on in the show. People that I interacted with that were very fascinating and there are a lot more people paying attention and know what's going on in the world than we would like to believe. Sometimes we believe that in this search for understanding that we are all alone, but um, I'm here to tell you that that's not quite the case. So thank you so much for podcast number 94. And just in case we have our usual hiccups with Blog Talk Radio and Skype, I'm recording this. So if for some reason I sound like a robot or it chops up and does all that stuff... I'll be re-uploading the show here uh, in a little bit. I did want to talk And anybody that's listened to this show for an extended amount of time understands that the militarization is new to my conversation. But it is kind of interesting to start the dialogue with people because the mainstream media couldn't ignore it and couldn't spin it. I do have some audio. I'm going to take a report from InfoWars that they did that I thought was was very fair and a bunch of um, different participants from the um, the protests there. Now, the protest began over, you know, a, a shooting of a gentleman, and then it kind of divulged into an idea that, wait a minute, we peacefully assemble and this is the response that they get? Well, anybody that's been a political rally in the last couple of years, especially something outside of the accepted realm of Democrat and Republican understands is just the norm. Guys walking around in camouflage, armed guns, looking at you, kind of bugging their eyes out like that you're going to start something. And it's typically when you have militarization of police, police bugging their eyes out at you, not to say all police are bad, but when you have people that get into a divide-and-conquer scenario, you start playing the roles. I mean, just look at the study that Stanford did when they had the inmates and the prison guards. And I'll actually link to that study here in the show notes. And, um, yeah, the psychological effect is is there. You put on a uniform, you're going to start acting like 
military. You hold up a sign, start pointing guns at you, you're going to get mad. That's not how a free country responds. But with the way that modern era, with the sensationalism that we have on not only network television, but all around us, whether it's in the newspaper or anything else, there's a great conversation that we had in our training class about why nobody reads the news anymore and everybody says because it's all negative. Well, of course it is, because negativity breeds attention. And they can't give you anything uniting because then the people that are the quote-unquote rulers and the quote-unquote masters won't have any power anymore. If they figure out that we understand the con and we don't give them the authority to rule over us with their fake money and their paramilitary police force and all these other things, then they lose. So the con has – the media has to act like we're all children. The educational system has to teach us to be slaves because you couldn't have free thinkers. God, that'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be terrifying? Free thinkers. So we're going to get into into the beheading, which the more I look at it, I mean, the guy was... He was connected to a whole bunch of different organizations. So, once again, in this society that we live in, anybody that gets on and pronounces that they know exactly, don't listen to that person. Why would you? I study this stuff a lot, and I still don't even know. Actually, the more you study it, the more confused you get. Because then you don't even see one angle. You see five angles. You see two or three angles that that you would have never seen a year and a half ago, two years ago. Because the more you become in tune with what's going on in the universe, the more you become in tune with what's going on around you, the more difficult it becomes. That's why ignorance is bliss. Because if you're ignorant or nescient to anything that goes on, then you just kind of push through it. I know because I know. Because if I didn't know, it would be question. And if I had to question, then I'd have to find an answer. And if I find an answer, I'll probably find another question. That just seems like a lot of work. So I'm just going to stop. So that's where we're at. Now, I do want to make an announcement. And it's kind of, it's actually very depressing. This is going to be an interesting show, guys. We're probably going to be all over the place. But um, a friend took his life a couple of weeks ago. You guys have heard him on the podcast before. His name was Ethan. He was a really great guy. I came to know him through um, Facebook. He actually liked my Facebook page. And we began a conversation and a dialogue through that. And conversation and a dialogue from that comes to conversation and a dialogue through phone calls and text messages. And eventually on Skype. And then eventually he comes on the show. And he had a lot of things going entire extent of what he had going on, but he decided he'd had it. And so anybody that to donate on my homepage, none of the money is going to go to my show. I'm going to make a donation. I don't know which charity it's going to be yet, 
but I'm going to make a donation in his name because he deserves it. He was a stand-up guy. He would take people to the shooting range that have never been to show them there's nothing to be afraid of, to empower them, to say, hey, look, you can be free. You don't have to have somebody else protect you. You can protect yourself. You don't need all this. And he sent me a bunch of info before all this tragic event happened. And I'm going to contact the family and see if like a, a report on what happened to him. Of course, I don't know all the ins and outs info that he sent me. But it is a sad day for them. For the non-sheeple, I guess. So once again, if you cattle.net, click the donate button. I'll take anything that you can give me. Give me a dollar. Give me 50 cents. It's to spread awareness about, about being empowered. Let's empower people. And I actually was going to save this to the end of the show, but I'm going to use it now. For those of you guys that are bashing the Ice Bucket Challenge, and I've seen a couple of my friends do it. I think it's kind of wrong. I don't think it's kind of wrong. I think it's really wrong. Because what you see and what you do is serving your own But what these people have done, there's only 30,000 people a year that are infected with this disease. And it's horrible. There's a video last night, and it changed my entire perspective on it, of a gentleman that's got His grandmother had it. If you get diagnosed, you're done within five years. And so he was showing mom, showing what happens to him, all of these different things. And then talking about we should all push. And this is why you should be a part of it. I'm going to be a part of it. Is because you should all push because the message there is so real. And the fact that he states that there there's no money in it for Big Pharma to come up with any kind of treatment for it. Once again, not that Big Pharma is the answer, but there are a lot of good people, and they're probably trying to do a lot of good work that can't get funding to do good work. So what happens? Big Pharma says, oh, only 30,000 people are infected with this and die from it a year. We need to treat heart disease. Millions of people do that. We could sell that drug and at a 5% profit and make billions. So the reason that I support the Ice Bucket Challenge is twofold. Number one, I think it's an incredible way to show you what the power of the individual can do. You know, we sit here and talk all the time about making change, inciting change, making things happen. Well, somebody came up with a clever way to raise awareness and get people involved. And you're going to bash that? Just because it's not for your cause? I think it's silly. So I came up with it. Kudos to all the people that do it. And to all the people that support it. I think it's a very great way to show the power of the human consciousness. And how we can connect with one another. You don't even have to face to face with somebody. You can just post a video to get somebody to ask and then they see it, and they ask another question, and we're off and running. 
So can you imagine what we could do with that kind of tiered philosophy? With that kind of idea set? That's what we need to focus on. What do we do? What do we do differently to raise awareness for the things that we care about? Myself, I care about freedom. I care about not being a slave. I care about not waking up in 1984 or a brave new world or a hodgepodge thereof, which we are drastically going towards. All mainly by design, but this machine is, is just rolling along now. It's rolling right along this. Machine has been set in place. The educational system is here. The emotional response is here. And sometimes we... And we act like animals. So they can justify killing us. And it's a very sick way of thinking. But they do it for the greater good. It's very much like... If you've ever seen Hot Fuzz, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, and after I was aware of of the grand plan, I saw it even more thought-provoking because it's very symbolic. Movies are very symbolic. So when we think about things like the Ice Bucket Challenge, get creative and apply that to something that you're passionate about. I'm starting to think of things right now. I'm like, what can I do to show people that the Federal Reserve, that central banking does not work, the command and control, that all they do is put people into debt slavery? How could we show the militarization of police is horrible outside of Ferguson? Do something smart. And then challenge other people. I challenge people all the time to read Tragedy and Hope, but good God, if they see how big it is, they think, no way. I got better things to do with my time. So they think. They actually sit down and read it. Now they don't know. Now they're like, oh my God, so all this is kind of a lie? That's really not the way it happened? But we can't all be researchers. We can't all be actors. So we have to find ways to enlighten each other, push each other, make each other question, even if it's just for a minute, because that's all it took for me. Wait a minute, you mean that piece of paper in my pocket didn't come from my government? Where the hell it come from? I rely on that thing. I trade that thing for all kinds of stuff. I use that for, for, my, for my livelihood. So it's very, once again, such a great idea. Liberty Movement, we could all take notes from that. Take notes from from people doing things like that. Because that's what's really going to bring us. People don't have time to sit there and read Tragedy and Hope, or so they think. They got time to make a Guarantee you that. Especially if their friends pressure them to do it. And it also shows the power of peer pressure, which not always is a bad thing. Look at that. That's such a great idea. And now they're off and running. I think they've raised over, I I can't even remember how many millions it was. 
was told last night, I think it was like over $20 million. I'm getting $10 donations and $100 donations. I mean, come on. So, anyway, before you pass judgment on the Ice Bucket Challenge, I'm going to put a link in there for the show notes for today. Watch the video. See what the disease does. And see how to take a problem and find a clever solution for it and get people involved. Even if it's passively, getting people involved is what makes a difference. Government wants unless we want it to exist. So if you really want to be a philosophical anarchist, small L libertarian, find ways to pull people towards your side. Get people to think about you, your cause. Find clever ways to do that. Then we can change the world. Then we can stop all these wars. We can stop these fake beheadings and people that are connected to NGOs. And I mean, give me a break, people. Give me a break. But it has to happen. Because everybody believes it. So... You know, and I've used the idea and, and, and the analogy of of the world being back in Columbus's day. And I'm going to retract that because through some due diligence, I found out that wasn't typically true, that the Greeks knew that the world was round. So, get another misnomer in history that we all kind of take for granted. So now that we've gotten... Let's shift gears into... What happened in Ferguson? Militarization. You say it eight million times. Take a look at my sine wave video. That's a prime example of an overreaction to a peaceful protest. I was holding a sign, people. Holding a sign over an interstate. Wasn't over. Wasn't going to drop two hands on it. Just standing there saying we fund and in Libya. 100% factually accurate statement. And what happened? I have four police come up and tell me not to hold it over to the interstate. I wasn't holding it over. I had it securely in my hands, holding it straight over my head. But that's the example. Instead of people going after criminals, people going after people that are really causing trouble, which the way that Ferguson started the looter, but then the cops use that as a justification for, well, somebody might do something, so we got to show up in armed regalia and point guns at people and have LRADs drive around and stuff like that. It's not how you do it. And I understand, cops, you guys have a dangerous job. I get it. Working for the state's dangerous, especially since the economy is going to go down. I understand that. Your job is just going to as the economy shrinks and as these people become aware of the militarization of police, your job is going to become extremely dangerous. And I'm not saying that as a threat. I'm just saying that as a fact because people are going to get pissed when it gets inflated. Janet Yellen said today she's afraid that rates might have to go up. Because you can't lend money at zero. And the banks can't hold on to that money forever. They're going to have to let it into circulation somehow. 
Of course, don't tell that to the people that are writing my mortgage because they won't release the money to me, even though I have less than, what do I have, less than $2,000 worth of debt? Ah, in a debt-based economy. Bad, bad thing. That's a bad wage. If I had $20,000 worth of debt, oh, man. Oh, man, can we get you a loan, son? So we see the dichotomy of it. We see the differences of it. And so here we are. Militarization of police in full view of the American public. I watched Fox News one night. Cops are completely threw up in my mouth. Cops are justified by shooting rubber bullets at people and tear gassing people. Because they're trying. All right. Once again, follow the logic here. They're keeping. See how silly that is? See the grammar? See how the grammar in today's society is completely flipped on its head? Using peace, or we're keeping the peace by using force on peaceful protesters. That's how you do it. So, as this kind of progresses, and then you have the situation where the one cop steps in, and I forgot to pull up that article, I'll pull it up here in a little bit. Because I do want to give both sides of the story. I do have a friend of mine, or a couple of friends actually, that are cops. And they'll post things from time to time on this police officer blog. And this cop goes absolutely crazy on the guy for trying to chat with the peaceful protesters. So, some of it's warranted, some of the comments. That super totalitarian statism, which what's opinion, statism and nationalism are the two most terrifying I've ever seen in my life. I thought that stuff like cancer was scary. No, mental diseases like statism and nationalism are terrifying. Because remember, people owned by politicians. These are not property boards. Property borders I would be fine with. That's okay. You mean we have a private property border? Perfect. I'm down for that. These are lines drawn for politicians of politicians. So there you go. Oh, and before we get into... I'll I'll, I'll leave that for the end. Because I'm actually going to try to get these people on the show. We have some, some activists here. In my hometown, who dare question having poison good for them? How dare they? Well, the state says it's good. EPA says it's good. The FDA says it's good. A bunch of dentists. It's got to be good. All right. So, let's... all right. There was a before I go to the InfoWars clip, which is about seven minutes long, it actually might give me time to go and pull up the article um, from my local municipality. Because I would, I would like to read it, and I'd like to read it to the audience to show you guys that, hey, you can make a difference. And yes, there are still politicians that are dumbasses that will not look into things. They will just make stuff up the way it is. Can we go to lunch? I can't wait. 
they have another town hall because yours truly will be there. Oh, yes. And I will be there with a camera. <gasps> How dare I? A citizen with a Somebody stop him. Anyway, here is Talib, and I'm gonna but I'm gonna butcher his name. Cluey, I'm guessing. Who had, Don Lemon has him on the show, and they actually kind of edited this down and I posted it on Facebook, but I'm gonna post the the full unedited version because it's very, very cool what he does. This guy's an active bit of his background i don't know what his political philosophy is but i think that we can all agree on certain things and that's why it's so funny that everybody goes straight to political hey he's for demilitarization of the police he's for actually de um uh defunding the military or the prison industrial complex he's for he's against the stop and frisk policy here in or up in new york how dare he sir this is your government talking what are you doing? Sit there. Enjoy the ride. We have got everything under control. And if we don't, we're going to show up with guns and LRADs to show you that. Not that you live in a peace. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you that we're the. You guys just sit there and just take it. And if you don't take it, we'll. Yeah, we'll lob some shoot you with some rubber bullets. And then say that ah Al Jazeera really appreciated us taking down their taking down their equipment. Oh, they did. I'm sure that they did. I'm sure they enjoyed having rubber bullets shot at them and tear gassed. I'm sure they love that. Alright, so anyway, here is the uh, clip. This is about um three minutes long. Hopefully this will translate. I'm hoping I got all my proper things set here. I'm on a remote location, everybody. Not like I'm remote in India or something, but I am on a remote location. So hopefully this will the clip, everyone, because I thought it was fascinating to see how you can really do. And you'll see or you'll hear Don Lemon defuse the situation by using the tactics that he was taught in media, which is, I'm going to let you speak. While he's interrupting, saying, I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to let you speak. No, no, no. You're not going to let him speak because you're interrupting him. I'm going to let you speak. Just let me talk first. I'm going to let you speak. Just let me talk first. And I understand as a journalist that you need to be in control of the interview and the conversation. I get all that. But when he starts want him to go now because he starts bashing your site ah anyway i'm gonna play the clip thanks for listening everybody remember share the podcast with people you know people you love people you like if you enjoy what i'm talking about here i think we can a lot of us can having people march around in militarized outfits pointing guns at innocent civilians oh listen to that ah there was a status point right there sorry everybody pointing guns at citizens remember civilians are an occupied army uh, civilians are a um, denotation of military terms, so I am not a civilian, I am a citizen, because I believe I have rights. There's a piece of paper in Washington that says, I don't know if they know where it is, but there's one up there, I'm pretty sure. So, that's it. Here's the uh, clip. Enjoy, everybody. I'll be back in three minutes. 
don't think the entire media has been has been bad. Um, no, I don't think. I think what you're speaking about is intentions, and I don't think you know, especially in an organization like CNN. I don't think the intention is to not be fair or balanced. But we live in a world that's that's run by by white supremacy, and that's the narrative of the narrative and language of the oppressors taking over. On CNN.com right now, you have a story up that says, uh, "Ferguson calm until bottles fly." Well, that's inaccurate because I was there that night. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what happened. Well, and and the first the first thing in the story it says is police chase down men. Well, oh, let me finish. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. I was there right there with, in, with the article. The, the situation was talking about. I was right there. That's yes, what happened. That's let me not, finish that's my point. That's not what happened. Let me finish you my. Were, that's I, what. That, I, that's gonna, exactly I'm going what happened. To let you that's finish exactly your point. what happened. No, you're not because you're talking. Yes, I am. I'm going to let you finish your point. Let me finish my point before you talk. Okay, let me finish my point before you talk. I want to address something you said. Then we don't have to have an interview if I can't talk. I, if I can't talk, we don't have to have an interview. Okay. For real, I, I let me can I finish my you point, talk. though? Well, you, you're, you're, you're interrupting me that's and telling me you're going to let me talk. where you were, and police say you're not seeing everything that happens that goes on. You can't see everything that I'm happens. I'm only telling you my now, perspective. Can I finish telling you my perspective, I, okay, and then yes, you can respond? Because that's point. how you have no, a conversation. Ahead. I understand right? that. You, okay. In order to have a conversation, you have to listen to me as okay. well. Okay, well, let me just explain something. I would listen to you if you had the, the decency. Let me finish. If you had the decency to greet me. I do to have greet decency. Me, to I greet. invited you to come All right, let me tell you what happened. You didn't invite me. Nicole invited me, first of all. You came up to you. To me, you on your phone the whole time. You asked how to pronounce my name, and then you you have no respect no, for who I am. Sure, so I let me finish saying what I have to say, or else I'm gonna leave. Okay. Either I can finish saying what I'm okay. at. You, you say what you have to say. I was at you from my, from my perspective. Ahead. Go ahead. All right, for what I saw with my own eyes. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay, and and I was there on the ground. All right, that's not what happened. The, the CNN reports on your website says it chased men down. It no, it chased men, women, and children down. Mm -hmm. The CNN report, the headline says, "Calm until bottles fly." Uh, they don't mention the bottles in the article. In the article, you read five pages, there's no mention of the bottles flying. Mm -hmm. I saw the bottle fly. You know when the bottle flew? After the cops told me they were going to blow my effing head off. Okay. After the cops, I'm not done. After the cops put on riot gear, put up their they, they shields, and took their batons out and lined up on the streets. And then when they got in the position, a bottle comes out of a peaceful protest? That don't make no okay. sense. So what I'm saying is the headline should say, it's common to the cops okay. agitated the people. Can I talk? And that's what the headline should read. Okay, so we have addressed everything that you're saying. Please. Okay? That's what you saw from your position. That's why I'm you're, here. You're not seeing everything that's going on. Of course on. not. So from your position, Only the article that you're looking at on mm -hmm. CNN is one of hundreds, if not thousands, that are written. That's true. And also is a small part of 24 hours of news coverage that we have here on Which CNN. Which is why I said and it wasn't intentional. So there you go. That's how you do it, people. When you get on mainstream television, you call them out. Because what happened this idea that just because it's a fancy production and they omit they have an agenda and they want to be hmm quote unquote fair, I guess. But when you omit certain things and that are essential to the topic, especially when it's your headline, it's kinda of silly. But once and think that that's the truth. Holy cow. I'm so sorry. And if you, any any media outlet, if you think that there isn't an agenda behind it, even mine, oh my God, I have an agenda of, um, let's see, shrinking the government to a, and I'm not a minarchist, so to speak. I just don't think that, like, I really don't think at this point in time it has to be, it has to be a progressive move. So, when I tell people what my end goal is, they all freak out. 
if I tell people that I want to limit government and then slowly change the educational system so that we can have a more free-thinking society and we can probably stop all these wars and all that stuff, that's where you can kind of win some hearts and minds. But if I tell you I'm a small-l libertarian, people have no idea what that means. So, anyway, that's my agenda. My agenda is to get people to start paying attention to things that really matter. And that's why I say kudos to the Ice Bucket Challenge because that really does matter. might not matter to you, but to 30,000 people that get that disease, it matters a hell of a lot because they're going to be dead in five years. I just really wish that more people could put themselves in other people's shoes. But that's just a – that is a product of questioning your own existence, your own mortality. How would you feel if I was in that predicament? And maybe that's too. Maybe I have, have too much empathy. I've had people tell me it's a great show, but nobody's going to change. I don't care. I don't do this to to get an, a billion followers or whatever it is. I get this to give you a different perspective. To hopefully you will think and get other people to think, and then then the ball rolls, and then now we have a. a but if nobody does it, we get more of the same and probably worse. Because the people that we're up against, the social controllers, the social ideologues, they care. They care. They don't watch TV. They know that that's all. They don't do any of that stuff. They read books and they make business deals. And try to figure out you in a compromised state so that they have power over you or leverage whatever two words you want to interchange that's what it's all about leverage and dom so anyway the um the info wars report because this is really good and i think i've almost got the article that i was looking for pulled up this is seven minutes and i'm gonna skip leanne mcadoo's intro because it's really not pertinent so i'm gonna start i'm gonna start this about halfway the first minute and a half two minutes in where they start going to everybody the full video will be up on my website everybody we are not cattle.net uh, about 30 minutes after the show but this this gentleman makes a great point here okay so here we go where the police are questioning this um once again a, um, a gentleman in a in a uniform with a shiny badge asking him why the militarization. And once again, it's always to keep you safe. All right, so here we go. My grandma, no, wait, wait, don't no. come to this neighborhood no. and agitate the people and That's justify what doing, what's happening. My grandma, but my grandma. Okay, so that was very important. Let me return this. The guy asked him a specific question. So what does the cop do? He says, don't come here and agitate so that we can justify what's going on here. So once again, it's the citizens' fault for you guys messing up like a bunch of paramilitary thugs. That's the citizens' fault for having a peaceful protest. It's their fault. Agitating. They agitated because you were to invade them and mow them down. And you had people saying that they were going what to... What do you expect is going to happen? Oh, God, it's so crazy. Anyway. The clip, and probably should have started it from the beginning, but uh, here we go. 
in your house. But my so grandma, don't, but, not, but don't come to this neighborhood not, and agitate the people and justify what's happening here. My grandma, but my grandma's not going to get gay. My 76 year old grandma not going to get this. And all I wanted to ask Mr. Johnson is, when are they going to move the barricade so we can live our life? Because we're not all criminals. Just because you look like me, don't make you a criminal. We're not dogs. I can't move. My grandma is in the wheelchair. She can't get down because she got a concrete block in front of her house. You want to go look at it? We can go. I take you in the house. We not criminals. Like he said, he's going to his home. It's that suburban community where it's the chirping of the birds and the crickets are chirping and the grass is green. He's going to eat dinner with his family. But we're going to still go through this. And when I come out here at 9 o'clock in the morning to take my grandma to the doctor, I got to show three forms of and I don't have it. That's why I'm mad. You can tell that a lot of the locals in the area are very angry. One of the guys was shouting, when are you going to move the barricades out of my neighborhood so I can go to the grocery store, so I can move freely in my own neighborhood? You know, when am I going to be able to go back to the stores and help contribute to the economy? This entire town is collapsing. People are losing money. People save up their entire life savings and open up these small businesses to try and make a living to support their family and they're unable to because of this police state that we now live in here because of the martial law. And I will ever be a first sergeant and love America. This is a guy. This but I demand that you take this military equipment out of Ferguson. I don't care where you take it. I was repulsed tonight. I don't know if you were here when two uh, armed personnel carriers went by. I had chills up my spine when I saw such a thing at such a peaceful protest. That is an insult to the community. It's a slap in the face to the community to have that kind of armor at this uh, protest. When you start having your officers uh, dressed up from head to foot, uh, head to toe, in Occupy gear, what you're saying is you're creating an Occupy Army. And when you are dressed like an Occupy Army, you act like an Occupy Army. And how does our occupying armies in foreign countries act? They commit atrocities. We got more vehicles because people use their IEDs now. In Ferguson. Who said that? Uh, the, the police chief. Okay. Yeah. So, so now we got people using landmines in, in Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't even know how to, we don't know how to put IDs together because we never had to. Yeah. We've never been occupied before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's become. Right. It's been a police occupation. Yeah. You know what? Because I can't even I say they're violating our rights. They are. They are. We ain't no house niggas, so I shouldn't have to say no, no. I can say, I can say in a, in a crowd of people, they're scared. They're scared. They, they caused it, so that's why we can't be in a, a huddle. That's something they caused. So I, I can't, I can't be worried about just because they scared somebody gonna throw a water bottle at them. Because they caused. Don't go water bottle. I did. I did. Let's clear that. That's what they scared of. They gave us. It's destroying Ferguson completely, and the people here are. They're tired of it. They've had enough. And I can't blame them. Who wants to be told what time you have to go to bed? Who wants to go to bed every night with tear gas in their face? It's only been two weeks for me. These guys have to live with it for a long time. Who knows when this will end?
but this needs to stop. Peace needs to be here. The people of Ferguson deserve it. So there you go. That was uh, just a little bit of that interview. I mean, it was it was touching to see. And then you had the status guy trying to defend the cops, and then you actually had somebody that had some sense. Say, no, 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 this isn't justified. This isn't justified. So I found the piece water fluoridation, but it wasn't the updated one. Evidently, there was a meeting on the fourteenth, and had I had known, I would have definitely been there. First, they began research. Okay, so I am going to read this because it's interesting to give you guys a jumping off point. So here we go. Fayette County High School for the summer with Fayette County government will present their findings to the commissioners on the 14th regarding water fluoridation, offering evidence from both sides of the issue. Since fluoridation was introduced to the American water supply in 1945, it has been a national and increasing concerns have been raised by Fayette County citizens in recent years. The Fayette County Board of Commissioners has decided, and it's time to honest yet careful look at the issue, which means they're going to disregard it. Officials said on July 24th and 25th in a press conference. Clark, uh, County Clerk Floyd Jones said uh, the Fayette County school system interns John Hollis and Hyle Khan were working to determine if water fluoridation for Fayette County is necessary for public health practice. I have your answer. It is not. Khan is a rising junior school, and Hylas is a rising junior at Sandy Creek High School. Their ultimate goal is to is to research and provide information. How dare they? To help understand whether water fluoridation shall continue to be an ongoing practice in Fayette County. Organizations such as the American Dental Association, <laughs> who originally got it passed back in the seventies, so let's ask a bunch of dentists. I'm sorry, do they have any toxicology degrees? Nah, they don't. It's okay. And the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, who never lie to you, the public, uh, for years touted water fluoridation as a major milestone and helps prevent dental cavities while rotting your bones and lowering your IQ. Oh, they didn't say that, but that's what Harvard researchers and toxicologists say. Anyway, ah, who listens to those guys? Yet the environmental... The god of all gods, the EPA... This fluoride is one of the chemicals with substantial evidence being developed as a neurotoxin. No. No, come on, man. They just used it in Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia. Come on. That was the good times. Continuing. The interns established their rulings of research by disregarding and previously held opinions on the matter and evaluating the concerns and findings from an unbiased manner. No, that would actually be using your head. Holy cow. These guys are thought criminals. I got to get them on the show. What if they're allowed to come on the show? Might be too late for them. Anyway. Jones said he first performed work by the students in three different steps. First, they began to research books such as The Fluoride Deception and The Case Against Fluoride were both documented with a connection to be to lead that the industrial byproduct being added to toothpaste and drinking water. Second, they decided that the best approach was 
Devolve into the issue of water fluorination by understanding the actual material fluoride, Jones says. The third, the inserts researched the history of water fluoridation and various practices. Jones said that through their research, the interns have collaborated with health and water professionals who have extensive knowledge and provided insight on the topic. The interns will present their findings to the Fayette County Commission at the regularly scheduled meeting on the 17th, and the public is welcome and encouraged to attend. And that's all the info I have on that. And I will get the updated article if I could um, somehow find it is around my house. And if I do find it. So anyway, we got a few. I do have a couple of other topics to get to. And oh, by the way, the I'm going to link to this video. And once again, it is a YouTube video. So take it for what it's worth. But some of the connections that the gentleman makes regarding the so-called guy that was had his head chopped off, which actually, if you look at pictures side by side, you got to ask yourself a few questions. Wearing a bunch of baggy clothes, oh, because he's a prisoner, yada, 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 I get that. Number two, how did the guy gain so much weight if he's a prisoner? Yeah, because he looks like he put on about 25 pounds. So that kind of looks like muscle, too. So it's kind of confusing there also. And a lot of the camera tricks that might have been used. And so, once again, keeping an open mind, people, not just buying the propaganda and then trouncing off to war. Although ISIS, albeit funded by your federal government and given weapons and artillery and missiles even uh, through their al-Qaeda forces and in um, relationships there, not good people. So once again, it's not that ISIS is bad, America good, uh, or Al-Qaeda bad, ISIS bad, America good, or America bad, ISIS bad, Al-Qaeda bad. There's crazy people. I hate to break it to you. And fortunately, they get brainwashed from much like the situation we have here. But they don't brainwash us in our public school system to go and blow each other up. They brainwash us to shut up, sit down, ask questions, and be emotional. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is the mark of a free state, is having people be completely irrational and emotional all over the place, defending your arguments with logical fallacies, and never, ever, ever doing any research. Because once again, as Alan Dulles said, Americans do not read, and that's why we are such chumps. So, we've got about 14 minutes left. I do want to um, cover this article. Because it's not like the I told you so, but if anybody listens to Josh and I talk about the growing transhumanism movement and the fear that this, some of this stuff could get out of control by design, but don't even worry about that because, you know, nothing's ever been planned and nothing's ever been scripted. This is all just coincidental history and we're all just in a big blender and whatever comes out, comes out. Because nothing ever happens. Nobody's ever in control. It is just a random collision of atoms, just like the universe. And if anybody knows anything, you know that that was a lie, too. Good for you. All right. Here's the article that I wanted to chat about briefly this afternoon or this morning, and then I will let you go about your day. Once again, if you enjoy what I talk about here, or if you enjoy at least my perspective, even if it's not 
love to have a debate with some of my listeners sometimes. If you guys want to call up, if you want to debate me on some topics, or if you just want to chat, feel free to do that. I will be back live this Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and feel free to call in. Uh, the topics will be listed on my website. I will get the post up a lot earlier than I did today. And hopefully we'll be able to send it out via Twitter to a bunch of other people and hopefully connect with Richard Grove and his followers through our One Step Beyond podcast, which, by the way, the third one is up, and I'm going to link to that on my website today. So look for a link to the One Step Beyond.me podcast with myself and Josh Wiley. Um, I didn't do hardly anything. Josh is the absolute man. He and I had a very extensive conversation one night about the rise of Nazism how it came to pass, what it actually was, not what your history books tell you that it was. And he puts a lot of nice background information in there uh, through the podcast. He put a lot of work into it, and I think it is a fabulous production. Not just because I'm in it, but, um, man, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I listened to it and, like, always fast-forward through myself because I hate hearing myself speak. But, anyway, that being said... Let's move on to our final topic. And the headline, and this comes from, where did this come from? I cannot remember. I'll stand by, everybody. I want to give you guys the reference point so we can all have a jumping off point. Oh, this is from Mail Online, and the title of the article reads, oh, we've always thought about this. Robots could murder unless they are taught the value of human life, engineer claims. <laughs> Don't need to claim that. They've pretty much figured this stuff out. So, um... Here we go. I'm scrolling down, everybody. And so this was made by an Amsterdam-based engineer, Nell Watson, made at a recent conference. Future generations could be exterminated by Terminator-style robots unless machines are taught the value of human life. Oh, they're taught the value. Uh, we're scumbags, and we're cockroaches, and need to be crushed. Sorry, guys, forgive my gallows humor this morning. It feels so good to be back on air. This is a, a an Amsterdam-based engineer, Nell Watson, who believed droids could kill humans out of malice and kindness. Teaching machines to not to be kind to be kind is not enough, she says. Humans as robots could decide the next greatest compassion to humans as a race. We need to get rid of everybody to end the suffering. The most important work of our lifetime is to ensure that machines are capable of understanding human value, she says in a recent conference by Media Evolution in Switzerland. It is those values that will ensure that machines don't end up killing us out of kindness. Watson claims that computer chips could soon be at the level of brain power as a bumblebee, allowing them to analyze social situations and their environment. <laughs> they already got those, sweetheart. It's okay. It's okay. They're just rolling them out nice and slow. So, anyway. Machine. Uh, machines are going to be aware of the environment around them, and to a small extent, they're going to be aware of themselves, says Watson, who is also the chief executive of body scanning firm Polycus. Sorry, I butchered that, everybody. We're starting to understand the secrets of the human brain, she points out. While at the same time, we're getting a better at programming computers with deep learning. 
It's going to create a huge challenge in our society and all over the world. For instance, Google is already working on self-driving cars that can automatically sense traffic and adjust their speed and direction. Oh, you mean the one that have already been deployed? Ah, don't worry about that. You know, it's coming. Anytime they tell you it's coming, it's probably been here for 10 years and they know that you guys are just a bunch of suckers and will buy that. Because you're always going to be technology as people. I mean, yeah. The government had decapitations in the 70s. They told you all about those. Told you all about them. And Google sets up curb the rise of robots. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Google has set up an the its work in artificial intelligence. The search for the the search giant, you mean advertising giant, has recently brought several robotic companies along with DeepMind, a British firm, creating software that tries to help computers think like humans. Well, that's a scary thought. Hopefully not like Americans. That'd be horrible. Sorry, everybody. A, a vague general general blast, but um the unwashed masses. We'll put it that way. Nope, that makes me... I don't know. Anyway, don't know where I was going with that. Continuing, one of its founders warned that artificial intelligence is the number one risk of this century. You damn skippy. And believes that it could play a part in human extinction. Hmm. Alrighty. Eventually, I think human extinction will probably occur and the technology will prob- will play a likely part in this. This is creepy. I didn't even read this entire article. DeepMind's Shame Leg said at a recent interview, yeah, just gaslighting the public. Yeah, we're probably going to kill all you people, but don't worry. We're going to have some robots. Among all forms of technology that could wipe out the human species, he singled out artificial intelligence or AI as the number one risk for this century. The ethics board revealed by the website, the information is to ensure that the products are n- the projects are not abused. Neuroscientist Dennis Harbus of 37 founded DeepMind two years ago with the aim of trying to help computers think like humans. Meanwhile, Japan is leading the way in creating home help robots for elderly and injured. While Mrs. Watson warns seem while Miss Watson's warns seem grim, she believed that robots uprising isn't necessarily a negative event. Machines could help us understand ourselves and gather self-knowledge, she said. I can't help but look at these trends in a massive when we start with a super intel- artificial intelligence that are going to be friendly or unfriendly. The warning echoes similar comments by the earlier this month by Tesla founder Elon Musk, who said that artificial intelligence could someday be more harmful than nuclear weapons. Must refer to a book called Super Intelligence, Paths, Dangers, and Strategies, a book by Nick Bordson, Bordson that asks the major questions about humanity will cope with super intelligent computers. Mr. Bordson has also argued that the world is fake and that we are living in a computer simulation. Hmm. I'd like to get that guy on the show. In a later comment, Hope we are not just biological bootloader for the digital superintelligence. Unfortunately, that is an increasingly that is increasingly probable. That is an interesting concept. Wow, interesting. I have to get well. Josh and I might have to have a chat about that. 
But this all seems like transhumanism garbage, which was like a big CIA pushback in the 60s. So could be. These guys could be operatives or who knows. Could just be very smart individuals that have no idea what's going on. The 42 years is so worried that now investing in AI computers not to make money, but to keep an eye on the technology just in case it gets out of hand. That is a guy that I want to talk to. In March, Musk made an investment in a San Francisco-based AI group, Voracious, along with Mark Zuckerberg and actor Austin Kutcher. Voracious is currently attempting to build a program that mimics the human brain neurocortex. Neurocortex is the top layer of the cerebral hemispheres of the brain in mammals. It is around 3 millimeters thick and has six layers involved in various functions. These include sensory perception, um, spatial reasoning, conscious thought, and language in humans. According to the company's website, Voracious is uh, – I'm probably butchering this – is developing machine learning-based software on computational principles of the human brain. So transhumanism, again. Which, I mean, we're going to approach popularity, which we've probably already passed by now. I mean, Google's probably – its own free-thinking system. How many times have you typed into a, well, not me recently, but how many times have you in the past typed into a Google search engine? Of course, after you've been talking about it around the house because your computer's not listening to you or anything. And after you type, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, we're getting there, people. Terrifying. Because I want to wipe out a lot of the population I don't think the Alex Jones model is going to hold up. I don't think they're going to set off a nuke somewhere. I don't think they're going to release a bioweapon because that would taint the planet. Why would they do that? They'd probably just release a bunch of nanotech and have us all go get vaccinated or put it in the food or something like that. And then pff, there goes 85, 90% of your population. And I Trust me, I'm not giving these crazy people anything they haven't thought of already. But right now, there's too much money in making war and shooting people and selling bullets and guns and tanks and armored vehicles to do that. It's not proper. Remember, at the end of the day, these are still human beings, albeit psychopaths, that like to compete with each other. And they compete by seeing how many zeros are in their bank account, how many countries they own, and how much of the population is enslaved. So... In order to break this cycle of conditioning, I say that we use the Ice Bucket Challenge model. It's been a great tool to show people and to raise awareness and funds and get people thinking outside of the box that one little simple thing that I can do might make a difference. And that's why I think... And if you think it's not important, then I think we have just a disagreement. And it might just be a grammatical disagreement because... Just the impact alone to society and raising funds shows you the power of the individual, shows you the power of us, the people, not the technocrats, not the global comptrollers, not the geopolitical strategists, not the politicians, you the people, the individuals, the human consciousness. Not a collectivist, but and how we can do things. So all of you, 
Here's an idea for you. Want to change the world? Make a video of you crashing your computer, taking your lithium battery and going and recycling it somewhere. There you go. Challenge people to do that. Challenge people to unplug from social media. Whatever. Use that model and push it to whatever whatever issue that you have that you're passionate about. Because I'm thinking of something that we can push through individual rights. Showing that the Fed is a fraud. Showing that central bankers control the currency. Showing all of these things. And that crony capital and the corporations enslave people every day. So how do we do that? Think outside the box. Think quick. And just challenge your other moments out of their day in order to make a difference. Isn't that why we're here? To make the world better? We're not here to just milk it. Some people are. I mean, some people are on the milk train. They don't care. But not me. I'm here to leave this place better than how I found it. Better for my daughter. Giving her an opportunity. Not just for monetary gain. For a full... Who knows? Maybe even... Otherworldly experience. The only way we're going to get... If we keep fighting and we keep having people dress up in big costumes and pointing guns at us, we ain't going to get anywhere. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, get a friend, get informed, and get involved. And remember, try something witty with an ice bucket challenge. Maybe you can start the next trend that will raise awareness for whatever your cause is. So remember, we'll be back here at p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to chat, I'll be taking your phone calls. Um, look for the link on my website uh, sometime later on this evening. And um, look for the show notes to come out here within the next hour if you guys are listening live. And if you did listen live, as always, thank you so much for making me a part of your day. And if you're listening on your drive or wherever you are, thank you so much for giving me just moments of your particle existence here in this carbon-based life form. Take care, everybody. Exit on is not working. But I have it. So I'm going to keep rambling here for another minute or two. And oh man. Glitch. The one glitch. I made it. I made it through an entire show, and hopefully the show didn't sound like complete garbage. But um, if it did, I'm so sorry. And it will be uploaded through the other. Um, through the other avenue sometime here in the next hour or so. So let's see if I, I cannot find it. This is somewhat silly. Oh, 
Oh, yes. Um, I'm looking for... Maybe this one's it. We're going to use this one. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.